Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Psalms 142 and 3. Amen. David wrote this, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path in the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. So he's talking about his enemies, talking about the downfalls of life. He, he was certainly not a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination. He says, I looked on my right hand, but there was no man that would know me. I got no help. Nobody wanted to claim me. No man knew me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. What a desperate place to be. I'm I'm fairly certain that maybe not everybody here, but many of us have felt at certain times in our life like we were so alone. Nobody really understands. Nobody can really care to the depth that, that you feel like you need cared for. You just feel very, very alone. You feel like you're in this all by yourself. I have a feeling this is the way that David felt right here when he's writing this. No man could help me. I had no friends. I had nobody who really understood. But verse 5 says, I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. I looked around me. I had no friends. I had no place I could go. I had no refuge. But then, but then I cried unto thee, O Lord, thou art my refuge. I just want to speak to you today, this message. I don't know if I'll teach it or preach it. I really don't know. I've entitled it The Refuge. I want you to know today before you're seated, there is a place of refuge for you. In a dark, cold world, if you feel friendless, you feel hopeless, there is a refuge in Jesus Christ. You may be seated today. I think about the great nation that we live in. I am very grateful to be an American today. And I know it's not a perfect place to live. There will be no government that that is perfect until Jesus Christ sets up his government. But I'm very grateful today for the liberties that we have and uh, the freedom that we have. I was born here uh, in this state, as a matter of fact, up north, right on the Wisconsin border in a town called Rockford, Illinois. I've never known anything but being a U.S. citizen. I've grown up being able to run out my yard, play, go to school, be educated. Uh, I've been able to be raised in a family that took me to church. We didn't have to hide in somebody's basement. Uh, We didn't have to be secretive about what we believed and we could say and we could vote and we could have all the freedoms that come along with being a United States citizen. I've appreciated that, and sometimes I've taken that for granted. I, I, I will be honest with you. There have been times where I've not thought about how blessed I am. It's just been a part of the way that I've grown up. It's been a fabric, part of the fabric of my life. But I think about, as I was putting this message together, all the people in this world that are not a part of a place where they can worship freely, where they can 
gather freely, where they have the freedoms that you and I have. And uh, I think about this country coming up on 250 years. Uh, it's, it's, it just seems like we're, we're still a young country, but we have been a country that has opened itself up to people to come here. As a matter of fact, somewhere down the line, my family came here from Germany and, and France. That's where my family's come from. They come from different parts of the world, and somewhere down the line, if I look back far enough, I would be able to probably research and find when my first ancestor hopped on a boat or did whatever they did back then to, to come over to this part of the country, this part of the world, and, and become a United States citizen. You know, refugees have been trying to get here for a long time. Uh, many have risked their lives on makeshift boats or stowed away in ships or in the back of a truck trying to sneak in, trying to get here, trying to trek across an unsafe territory, all in hopes of finding a place where they could have a better life. And quite honestly, it's one of the things that I'm very proud of if they do it correctly, if they do it legally. I'm not so much for folks just sneaking in and, 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 and trying to get here illegally. But but I am thankful and I'm very proud that this nation has become that kind of a nation where we have at least enough compassion upon those that have been oppressed or find themselves in a place where their lives are at risk or they, they cannot make a living for themselves. And we offer a certain amount of them to come over to this country and we give them and afford them a opportunity if they're willing to work hard enough to carve out a life for themselves. There are a lot of people. As a matter of fact, since 1975, the United States of America has taken in over three and a half million refugees. Refugees are people without a country, people with no home, people that have not been accepted as of yet where they want to go but can't go back to where they came from either. They look for peace and safety. They look for a place to start all over again. Has anybody ever felt like that, even though you're a citizen of this country, you, you've needed a place where you can start all over again? Has anybody ever found yourself in a place where, where you felt abandoned, you felt like, I can't go back to where I, where I came from because that's going to destroy me, but I really don't have a place that I can call home either? Sure you have. You found yourself in places like that where the things around you have sought to destroy you, and you found yourself as a person with no place to call home. Refugee or refuge is not a new concept. You can go all the way back to the Old Testament and see where there were Six cities that were established that were called cities of refuge. Cities of refuge. Perhaps you've read about them. These refuge cities were inhabited by the Levites, the priesthood. They were strategically located throughout Canaan so as to be no more than one half day away from anyone that was fleeing on foot. Now, why would somebody need to go to one of these cities of refuge? Well, see, they were still under Old Testament law, and as such, there were certain laws that if you killed somebody, 
the avenger of blood could come seeking your life, even if it were an accidental slaying. And so as not to become the victim of the avenger of blood, the family member who's whose family member had been killed could come after you as not so as not to become a victim of that person if you were smart you would pick up everything that you had and immediately began to make your way to one of these six cities of refuge because within that city you could find safety you could find security it was a place that you could go and the avenger of blood could not avenge his family member. He could not touch you. Now, according to Jewish historians, the roads leading to the cities of refuge, they were maintained in the best possible condition so that the traveler, the one trying to flee and escape, would not have so many hardships. It wasn't some old beaten down path with potholes and, and rocks in the way. No, they cleared the roads and they maintained these Roads and they avoided hills that would create problems and obstruction. If they couldn't uh, avoid the hills, they would try to flatten the hills, making the road to the cities of refuge easily passable. Every river that spanned between a city of refuge was bridged. Roads were plainly visible, accommodating. And at every crossroad, there was a guidepost with the word refuge on it pointed in the right direction for the one fleeing to take. Interesting. Interesting to me. You don't want to get lost fleeing for your life. You don't want to take a left at Albuquerque and wind up in a place that you didn't want to be. You want to make sure that you have the most direct route so nothing will stand in between you and safety if you want to survive the avenger of blood. You see, because if you accidentally, accidentally killed another, you could go to one of these places and, and the one fleeing, if the one fleeing left a city of refuge prematurely, he stepped outside the bounds of safety and the avenger of blood could be lurking around the corner someplace, waiting for him to make a mistake, waiting for him to flee the confines of the city. He could legally take vengeance upon his lost relative. Thus, both justice and mercy were established in the community. See, the, the cities of refuge gave everyone who had slain someone accidentally an opportunity to have their day in court. As he approached the city of refuge, the, the, the gates were never closed. You didn't have to stand there knocking and say, please let me in. You could always get in. There was nothing obstructing you. You didn't have to have, have to have a special pass. You didn't have to say, Mother, may I? You didn't have to do anything but walk through the gates, and you could find safety. You were guaranteed protection until a trial could be held. Now, if you were found guilty of murder, they would deliver you themselves to the avenger of the blood so he could 
do whatever he decided to do with you. But if you were found to be innocent, if the one that was slain was accidentally slain and it was proven to be an accident, then the man seeking refuge was cautioned, remain in the city and we will keep you safe. But he was only safe while remaining inside the city of refuge. I don't know if you realize it or not, but the 21st century church has a lot in common or should have a lot in common with the Old Testament cities of refuge because there is an infection that is epidemic in this world. It's more deadly than any virus. It's more widespread than the common cold. Amen. As a matter of fact, we carry it in our system from the day that we are born, and that dreaded thing is called sin. David said, I was born into sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the word of God tells us. There's not a single one of us that is walking on this planet that does not need a refuge when it comes to sin. Now, it may affect some worse than others. Some are better than hiding it than others, but the fact remains, it touches every last one of us, and the end result is the same for every single human being unless it is eradicated from our system, and that end result is death. The Word of God says this is just the spiral, the downhill spiral that it takes. and The end result is a place called death. I don't want to have that as my uh, uh, on my tombstone. I don't want to have that uh, as something that, that is spoken over me. Amen. I want to have, if there's an answer for it, I want to have that answer. And that answer today is one called Jesus Christ. He has become our refuge. He has become the one that we can run to. Amen. He has become the one that gives us safety. Justice had to be served. Thank God that mercy came running in our time of need. Now, you may not be the world's worst sinner. I hope I'm not. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if that was just a guilt complex that he had. But I think Paul understood how great the mercy of God was. He understood the, the old life that he had come from, how wrong he had been to think the way that he thought. Now he was serving a great God. Fact of the matter is we need a refuge. Every one of us needs a refuge. Yes, there was a law that said you could be killed by the avenger if you were caught outside of the city, but there was a higher law that said while you remain inside your avenger is powerless to reach you. You are safe. You are covered. You are protected inside of these walls. Now, common sense would tell you that if you could be killed outside of the walls of the city, you might want to stay inside. You might want to stay where you have protection outside of yourself. You can't play around, hear me today. You cannot play around with church. You may make it back. 
Hear me right now today. There are too many people that, that want to play church. There are too many people that want to play around with this refuge that Jesus Christ has established for us. Amen. I hope that there's nobody in this building today. But in this world, there are people that want to come and they want to go. And sometimes you can make it out and you might not have the avenger of blood attack you. But too many times, I've watched it too many times, they've stepped out and I've never seen them return back to the place of protection and safety. Because the law of sin and death is subject to the higher law of mercy granted to those who choose to live within the refuge of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I choose to stay where I have found refuge. Let me tell you something. Many of you know a little bit about my past, and I'm not going to dwell on it too long, but, but I am one of those that stepped out for a while and found my way back. But I only found my way back because there was a convicting power of God that was drawing me, and I had to listen to that. Oh, and if I could change it, I'll tell you this much right now, I would have never stepped away. But I can stand here today and testify that everything I experienced while I was out there was scary. Everything I experienced out there, even though there were small small times of pleasure, there were some things that, that brought a little laughter, a little bit of, of what you would call joy. Those were things that were fleeting. It was only when I came back and found my place at an altar and repented before the Lord that I felt truly free. I tr felt truly safe. Amen. All those times out there, I, I, was, I was scared half to death of what might happen to me because I understood that if the chances and the risks that I were taking ever, ever took me to a place where my life came to an end. I knew where I was headed. I knew that I was not in a place of safety. I knew I was not under the shadow of his wings. But when I came back to God's family and I knelt down at that altar before him and I threw my hands up and I surrendered to him, I found myself in a place of safety. I found myself in a place of refuge and I've never wanted to leave that place again. I've already experienced what it feels like to be out there and it is nothing even close to comparable to what it feels like to serve him. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 through 20 declares this, we have fled for refuge to lay a hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul spoke sure and steadfast and which entereth into that within the veil whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus the beautiful thing about it was when I began to run towards him I found that he never ran away from me the doors were always open all I had to do was simply walk through them. Our music would come today. I'm going to wrap this up. A refuge is not one that is in question whether or not its borders are secure. But the Bible says that his name is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and be safe.
Why do we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for baptizing into that name? That name is safety. That name is security. Joshua 20 and 7 tells us the name of the one, one of the cities. You can read the other six. I think in Joshua chapter 20. So they appointed Kadesh in Galilee in the mountains of Naphtali. If you do a little word search on Kadesh, the Hebrew word means holy, righteous, sanctified. The world that we live in, we can't afford to delay stepping into the city of refuge. I love that scripture that says, let your salvation be an election sure. There should be no doubt. There should be no doubt whatsoever in your mind. You don't want to walk through this life. You don't want to get to the end of your road, your journey, lay down your head and wonder if you don't wake up tomorrow where you will spend eternity. It's too important to take chances with. It's too important to step outside of the walls of the city. There are, there are things that are lurking to destroy you and me. I don't think that comes as any surprise to you. Those who were running from their pursuers did not dare take their time in getting to a city of refuge. They didn't stop to smell the roses while they were fleeing for their life. They didn't take any detours. They didn't take the scenic route. They didn't take the back roads. They took the most direct road to safety. Just stand with me today. I know mainly I'm preaching to the choir today. Most of you are not doubting your walk with God. This is not a message of chastisement. But every once in a while, we struggle. I dare say there might be a handful of people in here today. This message will help. You've looked around and you've seen the, the troubles that surround you and sometimes you feel like we'll just take a chance. What's the use? Don't leave the city of refuge. Don't walk away from the Lord. It's not better out there. It's not safer out there. Sometimes you feel confined. Well, I'd like to take a vacation every once in a while. 
I'd like to leave Kadesh. It is not worth the risk. You may not make it back. Anything that you need, God will provide for you. He is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Would you bow your heads with me today? If you might possibly be standing on the brink of a life-altering decision today, I hope this message helps tip the scales in your decision-making. Take it as a word from the Lord. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Keep serving Him. Don't step away from His presence. There are no answers out there. Every place you go, you'll have to look over your shoulders. You'll never feel totally and completely secure without him. He designed refuge for your soul. He's designed security for you. I wonder today if the church might just gather in for a season of prayer. We'll dismiss in a few moments. Maybe there's somebody that wants to just slip out of your pew and make your way up to this altar or kneel down right where you're at today and just recommit yourselves to the Lord. God, I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what kind of offer is made. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's not even the gleaming of what the world has to offer. Sometimes serving God, let's just be honest, you can get in a grind. The church can get in a grind. Boredom can set in. You begin to look for things to entertain you outside of the refuge. Hear me today. Don't step outside of the city walls. Stay where there is safety. Stay where God can protect you. Stay where his hand can be upon you. Stay where he can love you and watch over you. Keep that connection between you and he, one that is at the top of your priority list. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.